Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Prediction Murder, which is episode eight from season five and originally aired on the 1st of January, 1989. So our writers for this episode... They both only wrote one episode of Murder, She Wrote. This is it. I mean, if you're going to pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You might as well just, yeah, come in hot, (laughs) drop your mic and leave. Um, (laughs) So we've got Richard Stanley and Ralph Myring Jr. wrote this episode. So (laughs) not Not really. Myring J. Oh my God. I mean, he does have a lot of acting credit it's weirdly that guy does but um yeah i'm not sure if they collaborated on other things (laughs) i didn't do that big of a deep dive on it but yeah so this episode so last week we did uh, the last flight of the dixie damsel which is the episode that precedes this one because it's sort of a kind of casual two-parter so in the last one she leaves with lee goddard to go to Tucson and this episode is where she arrives into his onto his ranch just outside of Tucson and weirdly if you look at the dates the last episode aired just before Christmas and this aired obviously on New Year's Day so it's a nice little way to keep people interested I guess anyways um so she comes to uh Lee Goddard's house he's played by Dale Robertson Living in his house is his son, Del Goddard, played by Michael Spound, and Del's wife, Jill Goddard, played by Lisa Pelican. Also living there is his ranch hand, Roy Parks, played by Steve Kahan, and his maid, Greta Olson, played by Lena Poussette. Jill is a bit of an uh, oddball, I guess. <laughs> she's very into... It's, she's into ast- um, astrology, but not in a way that seems in any way kind of coherent she just sort of talks a lot about sort of spirits and auras but she's obviously into that stuff but you know anyways we'll discuss that bit in the episode so as a surprise there are a lot of words that i feel like lee in particular uses to describe her that are less than flattering right yeah he does not i think he's nice to her but he's not he's she's he's not her biggest fan anyways and it sounds like Dell is a bit of a, you know, he just sort of lacks ambition. Anyways, um, so uh, Dell throws a party for Jessica arriving and as a special guest brings Jill's favorite psychic, Francesco, played by David Burney, who prophesizes at the party that Jill is, you know, apart from doing normal parlor tricks, that Jill's gonna die in a fiery blaze, basically, and Jill gets freaked out. Also at the party are Jill's friend Catherine Aaron, played by Melody Anderson, and her husband Ben Aaron, played by Michael Parks. So a couple of Francesco's um, visions come true. Jill then is kidnapped and is ransomed for a million dollars. Lee gets it. Dell drops it off. Um, they let uh, Jill go. But then on her way back to the ranch, her car goes off a cliff and she apparently dies in a fiery blaze. So they're investigating. And eventually what they figure out is that Jill and Francesco were in cahoots um that basically Dell had brought Francesco to the house to try to con- have him convince Jill through a prophecy that she should leave Dell but Jill and Francesco flipped it so that they could get a million dollars to the ransom from Lee and then leave the country with everyone thinking that Jill was dead um, and the person that was in the car that they actually murdered was the maid Greta Olson who was meant to be going back to Sweden but they killed and everybody thought she'd just left um, instead. So, and also also we'll talk about this in a second, but Lee also is trying to convince Jessica to stick around and kind of be with him. And she sort of says no. So yeah, I mean, the episode ends, like nobody's really that happy, but uh, we've got a couple of factoids. So this had a very long trivia listing on IMDb. 
Obviously, Dale Robertson, still uncredited. I mean, (laughs) I started to listen to our last episode and there's a period where I'm just like, I can't believe that he did that. Yeah, so just wild that like literally like he would no i glitters absolutely i mean uh, like please listen to our last episode for more details on that but yeah still uncredited and i will i will post that article on our facebook page yes yeah um so there's that tidbit the next tidbit is the ranch exteriors interiors and stables were all filmed on location at hidden hills which i don't know where that is but that was cited there was another factoid about where the last Sounds scene magical I feel like it's right outside LA, isn't it, it? Well, I thought it looked a little green to be Arizona, but then yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it, but it was lovely. Um, the car crash, for those interested, was filmed in miniature with a tiny version of a Chrysler oh. Hero car used. Which I actually watching I mean, it very impressive. I agree. I don't think I would have noticed that it was a miniature if I didn't hadn't already yeah, written I, that down. I wouldn't have thought that either um francesco's helicopter is a <laughs> bell 206 l2 long ranger so for our helicopter fans out there that's a factoid for you and then this is the most interesting one to me the title is a variation of prescription murder which aired in 1968 and was written by richard levison and william link who co-created murder she wrote and oh. uh, Prescription Murder is a um, Columbo movie. So I guess a TV movie with Columbo. And guess who co-stars in it? William Wyndham. No way. I've been on a real Columbo kick, so I'm hoping to get to that one. And that sounds awesome. Well, it, it's funny. When I first read it, I thought it was the one with Leonard Nimoy where he's the really bad doctor. Do you remember that one? No. It's What does he do? Oh, it is? Yeah, so you know how Columbo is a Dewey Ketchum? So you find, it starts with the murder and then it's him tracking down the person. We know who's done it, but it's watching him solve it, right? Oh, really? I've never seen Columbo. They're good. I watched one the other day where Dick Van Dyke was like really bad which was kind of a weird like I don't know it was weird to see him in that kind of a role I you know it's funny it's a totally different type of viewing experience so it's it's also enjoyable I personally like a um whodunit more Mm -hmm. but it's watching someone that they think little of catching them out and and what someone kind of squirm or feel smug or feel like they're getting one over and the Leonard Nimoy one he is so scary in that episode and there's like whole sequences where he's like doing real bad stuff and you're like now I need to watch it that sounds really good (laughs) so is it a was prescription murder a standalone Columbo movie Yes, and so that sorry, that's not the one with Leonard Nimoy. It just also happens to have a doctor in it, <laughs> so okay, that's why okay. I was confused. So, but Got yeah, it. so that it's from this, it's from '68, which, I mean, that sounds early for Columbo. So maybe it was one of the sort of starting. I don't know when it started, really. But, I don't either. And Peter Falk, Falk, do you pronounce the L? I okay. don't know. Um. Anyway, that gentleman, he always played Columbo. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he also played the dad in Corky Romano. (laughs) Glittis, is that what you were going to (laughs) say? No, I was about to say I've never seen an episode of Columbo. But have I seen Corky Romano? Yes. Do I know what the dad Corky Romano looks like? Yeah. So thank you for elevating it for my case. Thank you. (laughs) It's just funny that the last two episodes have involved people from Corky Romano, but um, <laughs> was it an undersung movie of the early 2000s? Absolutely. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I love Corky Romano. He, I think he, it's great. I, I don't know if this is like 
you need to edit this out. But the scene where he fights with the <laughs> drug dog over the <laughs> kilo of cocaine, and then he has to <laughs> feed questions from a kindergarten class <laughs> sticks with me. That that lives rent free in my mind. He's a question, no question, no question, no question, no question, question. And like all these little kids are just like. <laughs> Oh, so good i've never seen it honestly it's, it's, it's really it's funny. funny okay i it don't know if it i don't know if it it stands the test of time i don't oh, it usually doesn't any, but yeah yeah but i don't remember there being any like massive issues with it but i know chris Kattan hasn't gotten the best rap but it yeah. is pretty hilarious and that scene is okay they also look the cocaine explodes in both the dog and <laughs> and so their eyes like cartoon up like this like a wooga yeah it is very it is funny actually i'm gonna Peter watch and chris penn play the two his brothers so his dad's like a mafioso and the brothers are like in the family business, but Corky's too sort of like sweet tempered. So he's like, <laughs> he the vet. like a, that's right, he's a vet. <laughs> and so it's just like, so he gets pulled in because they're getting investigated by the FBI, which I think is headed up by Richard Roundtree. I think that's right. Anyways. Oh my God, I love it. Okay. okay. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's good. I mean, yeah. I love A Night at the Roxbury, which is different. Yeah, but- no, but it's, it, I, I think you'd like it. <laughs> Late 90s, early aughts, Chris Kattan is... And, is and the woman, uh, yeah, and it's Vanessa Shaw. Yes, yeah. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus <laughs> is Vanessa Shaw. <laughs> the love interest. She is cute. And she's like a undercover agent, I think. And I hope that's not a spoiler. <laughs> I can't remember oh, now. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Oh, no, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, hot recommendation good. for Corky Romano and you know what, Columbo. Yeah, I yeah. know it's like about 30 years too late, but yeah, you guys should get on the Columbo train. They should. It's, they're so good. It's like in the UK on a Sunday afternoon. I have never not turned the TV on and had there not be an episode of Columbo airing. For some reason, Sunday, everybody's like, yeah, Columbo time. And they're like four hours long. Oh, they're like really? a Midsummer murder. Something. Yeah, they're, 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 che- they're more like movies than uh, yeah. like a Yeah. No, in the US on Sundays, it's usually sports or something. But during the weekdays, like on a cozy TV, that's mm-hmm. a channel, C-O-Z-I. That's where you can get your Columbo, your Magnum, your Heart to Heart. I used to love Heart to Heart. I know that's also maybe controversial, but um, I'd like that channel. It's quite cozy. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So we are in outside of Tucson. We're not in Tucson. We're outside of Tucson. We're at the ranch. God's country. God's country. Jessica gets there. And it's like, okay, two things happen. One is she meets, sorry, Lee's daughter-in-law, who he refers to as Madam Moonbeam. And like, you know, but it's like one of those things are so over the top that it's like, obviously, like, I'm all about astrology stuff, sure. Like, I like to know stuff about signs and all that stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm like... I mean, she she refers to her ectoplasmic spirit. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard any astrologer refer to that sort of. That's like something from Ghostbusters, right? I mean, am I wrong? Did you say that we? Did you say like how it ends? That she's like, yeah, you did. Okay, sorry. Do you think this is all a scam? Like her sort of behaving this way is a bit of a scam as well. Oh, yeah. Although I laughed when she was like, oh, your aura to Jessica. And Jessica looks around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when I heard the term ectoplasm, I immediately thought of Igor from Ghostbusters. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I mean, what else? This would be post-Ghostbusters, right? When's Ghostbusters? Is that 88? 82, I think. Oh, is it that early? I feel like it's 82 or 83. 84. Thank you. And 
the other thing I was going to say that happens is she sees Dell, who it sounds like she has not seen for like she said before he started shaving. So if Dell's like a 30 year old man, this would have been, I don't know, like 15 years ago. And he says, I really missed you, lady. It's like, how much time did they spend together? <laughs> also, I wrote in my notes, I was like, man, father and son are so thirsty for Jessica. <laughs> like something in those jeans there. I just, mean, like that little like necktie she had on and like she crushed that beige outfit. I mean, she looked yeah. great in the set. It's like that outfit on paper like if you're like wear a beige cardigan high-waisted beige slacks and like a paisley necktie you'd be like ew no and she looked great in it yeah, so, yeah I loved the necktie yeah. I thought that was like such a cool look but can we go back to Dell for a second I thought he was such a bozo like mm-hmm. he the dad had asked him to fix the fence he said he took care of it. He <laughs> had not fixed the fence. They lost 10 cattle. They did. Yeah. Was it, did you say 10 head of cattle? Yeah. Is that 10 heads or is that, what's yeah, a head? I don't know. Is that like 10,000 cattle? It <laughs> <laughs> feels like a lot of cattle. What's a head of cattle? Someone Google. Glennis? Glennis, get, get on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. What's head of cattle? And that he was like, <laughs> like hired this guy because he was too chicken to tell no, his okay. wife. The word head is used by farmers when they count the number of cattle they own. So okay. a head per cow. A head to, to a head. Head okay. to head. That makes, I mean, yeah, like he was. So, so I, the term one head of cattle is not usually used okay all right so it's meant to be plural so you would say i do head of cattle not i have a cow well yes, plus I the, the farmhand had said like that they would take care of it and he i'm sorry i'm still so irritated by this also, this is on cattle dash simple english wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> so, you know <laughs> i don't know what retargeted ads i'm gonna get i just like i was like oh god yeah and that that he'd hired the site the psychic to tell his wife that the marriage was over because he couldn't do it i know that is like he paid thousands to to get a man to break up with his wife for him and then i i don't know it was that he was a bit like this is so annoying about this episode also because like I think what you were waiting for is for him to say that he was hooking up with Catherine yeah with Kit yeah and you're sort of waiting for that and that sort of never really amounts to much or you know that there's some reason he's behaving this way and it's like nope just a dope like even the dad at like various points says yeah he's not really capable he's not really grown up and you're like I just thought there was going to be some like a subterfuge or something. Is <laughs> it? He's just dumb. Like, and it's funny when I remember this episode, I remember, like, in my memory, it's that they were hooking up, but they're not. No, I mean, the, the husband's jealous. Yes. There's a whole sequence of them hugging him in a funeral parlor that feels. <laughs> like uncomfortable <laughs> to watch yeah because yeah. it's like is this like how they like get the i use i just you know it felt like this weird thing because you're like oh is there gonna be some sort of reveal or like the guys and anyways it's just a red herring there's a murder she wrote loves like a like uh, a awkward moment in a, <laughs> a too long hug there was there yeah. was so much peeping over each other's shoulders as they're hugging him so they're <laughs> she's hugging him and she's peeping over his shoulder at her husband and then her husband's hugging him peeping over his shoulder back at his wife and you're like guys maybe just like talk it out like there was um he hugged both of those people very deeply like i think yeah. he's a deep hugger it i feel like intense. in this episode we should have a shoulder peep 
because yeah, I agree. <laughs> there was so much shoulder peeping, and it's, it's like a lot of really like, and she looked so guilty. You're like, oh, but then I guess I don't know. Obviously, they had a troubled relationship, and the money was tight or something. I can't remember what she said to Jessica. Yeah, she drives a Toyota. I mean, I drive a Honda, but I my you know, but I don't know. But are, like, but you are expecting a Porsche Christmas. I do know that. Yeah, yeah I am actually. <laughs> Ashley, that's between you and Santa. <laughs> oh, geez. Which is 2030. <laughs> I mean, but who yeah. wants to drive a, a Porsche out in Arizona? Like, would that car not just get totally sunbaked? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, would the whole engine get pulled under from, like, one rock? <laughs> like, you just yeah. lose the whole, like, it snags and you lose the whole thing. Plus, if the sand is, like, like flying around and then your, like, your paint gets, gets messed up. Honestly, ah. when they were in that carriage, that looked like a rocky road they were traveling on. The Wells Fargo like, carriage? Yeah. <laughs> They're getting flipped around all sorts of ways in that carriage, yeah. I mean, it's like, like wow. A guy I worked with who who moved from London to Leeds, and be, he kept the same salary, but then obviously cost of li- living was like quite a bit lower. So he then leased a Porsche because he he could afford that with like the, and he like ever so slightly dinged it, and like <gasps> that cost alone was just yeah. And so he was driving around. It's like porch in Leeds just like feeling pretty mad about it all because well, wouldn't you spend the whole time freaking out about your car if you drove a car like that like every time you parked it anywhere you'd be like oh god what's gonna happen to I my know car? I would feel really nervous I feel like to have like yeah. anything too fancy it makes me nervous because it's like Oh, if I have a fancy sweater, I'll just like spill on it. Or if I have a fancy car, I'll ding it or what? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, um, when I was, I think third or fourth grade, I was with a classmate and her mom. And I think we went over to Berkeley for lunch or something. And I opened the car door and it didn't, it didn't hit the pole, like the concrete pole of the garage, but it, from her vantage point, it did. <laughs> and she un leashed like the mom was like that's a leased car like you blah 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 going into like how much you have to pay to get it like fixed and then she came over and looked at it and was like oh I was like yeah it didn't hit the pole oh my god and then um yeah and then my dad said she's wound a little tight and going through a lot so I mean because how old were you like third or fourth grade. No, come on. Oh my God, like it was little. a champagne colored Lexus. <laughs> oh God. But this is why you shouldn't. I mean, I'm not really a car person, so I don't really. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like, it's nice to own nice things, obviously, but I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm very good at like, you know, I know, recognize the names, but I wouldn't know why it was better to, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some look better than others. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, yeah. I'm, so much pressure. <laughs> I'd like, well, yeah, I mean, if I had a really nice car, I'd like to say I wouldn't yell at one of my children's friends <laughs> for banging the door. But guess what, Ashley? I probably would. I'd probably be like, get out of my car <laughs> you just get just you stranded in a bed. parking lot in berkeley right. <laughs> yeah my car. <laughs> just kidding I'm i mean it could happen i could figure it out <laughs> i'm not saying you deserved it but uh, yeah shouldn't have been the door that lady that girl's mom <laughs> Okay, I can cut this out, but one time <laughs> Megan came home. Oh, and she, you don't have to. It's, it's... It was just so funny because I don't think anybody was that mad about it, but you'd hit um, the, the wing mirror and broken it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in a car park, which, by the way, the car parks in San Francisco are. It was a like Union nightmare. Square. And it oh was... my god megan those are so narrow uh, it's yeah. hard. It oh, i have a story about like, that okay the go ahead. side mirror hit the yeah. the beam i just yeah. kept reversing yeah. instead of like 
trying to yeah. <laughs> so what I saw as a <laughs> younger person is my sister's come in the front door sobbing. <laughs> she's got her hands <laughs> cupped together. And she goes, I didn't know she's holding the broken glass of the wing mirror. I thought she had something quite serious and have it. She just stood in the hallway sobbing. And my dad is like looking into her hands, like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so like, she broke the wing oh, mirror. I felt so <laughs> I mean, I think it's like one of those things where you just, I mean, isn't that what wing mirrors are for to fly off of cars when teenagers are learning to drive? I mean, it is like the, it's the first thing to go. Yeah, but it was like out. one of my like first ventures out with my license. And I was like, I got this. <laughs> I yeah. clearly did not. No, that happened with my car, my parents' Chevy Malibu. And I had turned too tight into a parking spot because those spots are so tight. And I, on someone's rubber bumper, oh, no. I scratched the side of the car and I thought, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm just going to hope that this all blows over or someone. So a couple of days later, my dad's like, you know, I, your sister, you know, he's like, there are scratches on the car. And so I immediately like, cause my sister had borrowed the car too. <laughs> he's like I confronted her about it and she's saying she didn't do it and he's like I don't understand and I was like oh because she didn't and he's looking at me and he's like what do you mean I said oh no I did it I just didn't say anything <laughs> like I was yelling at the wrong child he's like I feel awful <laughs> I was like oh sorry about that do you want me to like do something or he's just like no get just get away from me he's like, i thought you were gonna say you kept that as a deep dark secret i okay. would have kept it yeah. as a deep dark secret <laughs> i mean famously i accidentally called 911 and blamed glennis for like a decade uh, oh, Shana, it was like 20 years <laughs> she was like very poor timing because i had just so there was these like magical creatures it was like mermaids and mermen at the bottom of the shampoo bottle i know it, it sounds like a, it's unrelated but it's related Great. and uh, they were kind of expensive and i dumped out the whole bottle for <laughs> days before this had happened just so i could get the creature and because i wanted to collect them and play with them and then like two days later <laughs> police show up <laughs> being like someone's called diamond one i was like i didn't do it but because of the time shampoo bottle <laughs> I, and Susanna was no help being and like poor Gwyneth was she was little she was like four oh, or something she was and four like, I was ten <laughs> and, and Gwyneth was like I didn't do it and we were all like okay Gwyneth and it was like I, again like I had jumped out I think it might have been two bottles of shampoo there was like it was it was enough to like <laughs> did you pour the shampoo down the sink yeah. Like down the drain in the shower right right oh but no but you didn't like put it in a i mean i know you're four so i'm not I, i'm not figuring yeah because no, i was just after the creatures the toy yeah, yeah. listen I, I know you know i don't feel good about it in retrospect but i was the first one to point my finger <laughs> when people yeah. started saying glennis is this you i was like glennis i cannot believe it on the cops to this house me because i was like i just I genuinely don't remember oh <laughs> but like whatever and then it came out I think around the time that I was going to college <laughs> yeah I mean it was a long time later that like Susanna decided to come clean <laughs> wait so do we want to talk about Francesco because I thought he was amazing now yes. I have a question about Francesco is he in another Megan, don't worry. It's not controversial. No, but is I he... think I know what you're going to ask. Okay, go ahead and answer my question. You can ask if he's in another murder she wrote. Yeah, go on. He is, and it's where they think he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Not where I was going. Wait, is he the one, the piano player? That? Oh, I don't know. Or he's... his hands. 
Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I thought look him up. the one with the Mark Twain journal. The Great Twain robbery. Do you guys remember that one? <laughs> Is he not the one that's like selling journals? Do you remember the one with um, Dennis? Dennis the cat burglar where someone's trying to sell the like it's the called, Dennis ones. It's called the Wicked Wench and it's like a recently discovered Mark Twain book allegedly and he maybe it's not Bernie it might be somebody else that is like he's like the literary professor that's like authenticating it he's been in um <laughs> oh no I just lost the page oh wait no here we go he's been in four the legend of Forby house is the one where they think he's I they think he's a uh vampire and then he's in the great twain robbery Susanna yes <laughs> and then he's in one called he's in the Monte Carlo murders oh yeah he's uh, maybe it's Ricardo Montalban that I'm thinking of but there's one where there's a piano player like a concert pianist and he hurts his hand somehow and they think that it's like let me look it up let me I'll I'll do this we can continue but, but yeah um, he's a he's a frequent guest star but he maybe he just like oh but he didn't play the same character every time so that's why he didn't make the poll it, it, it's murder it's murder and f sharp oh it's ricardo montalban that's what God. i was thinking of. sorry 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 yeah i thought so he megan was... oh sorry so he wasn't in the tournament because he was only in four got it got it was it, five it. and up was in the tournament i mean honestly i only know david bernie from murder she wrote and being the Bernie and Meredith Baxter Bernie. That's, that is literally, to me, his claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, no, I... What else do you need? <laughs> I mean, I would love to have Bernie in my name to be associated yeah. with Meredith Baxter Bernie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Gold I mean, standard. I'm looking at, you know, on IMDb, it says, like, what they're known for, and it's like, not things, things i've heard of but he's in a he's in a tv show called bridget loves bernie (laughs) b-e-r and i (laughs) it feels a little on (laughs) i mean i thought he was i was thinking he's great in the episodes he's in he always plays kind of a not trustworthy person i mean there is something about the way he looks but his show looked like a heck of a lot of fun like or it went straight downhill (laughs) it's like oh this is full of jokes and like yeah oh my god I loved when he was like if you you know have nervous giggles when things are serious like get them out now and then everyone started laughing I was like I mean some people might but <laughs> oh, that's like totally for me. I started giggling during the episode when he said that. I'm like, <laughs> like I feel so uncomfortable with in-person performances. And Jessica hates when people delve into her private life. And so when he was like, "Oh, your your necklace that you wear with Frank's picture in it, like close to your heart," and he's like is that a secret she's like well it's not a secret anymore i know but the look on her face before she says that she's like i'll kill you yeah she was <laughs> so mad i was gonna say megan when i think of giggles sorry this is the last derail i promise megan will know what i'm about to say megan and i went to go see the postman always rings twice starring val kilmer when it was on the west end in london <laughs> Ed, there is quite a graphic sex scene in that play. And we were in a full house. And when that started happening, the number of people started laughing. It was so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And we were like in the third row because we'd gotten, like Megan gotten us like amazing seats. And it was just like, oh no. It was very uncomfortable. Graphic sex scene in the play play out. This is a not explicit podcast, Glennis. I cannot tell you right now. But it is I'll I'll text you later. Before I'd seen the play, I would have asked the same question, Glennis. And then I saw the play and I was like, yep, that's how you do it. 
<laughs> so you make it very graphic. It like the scene in Earth Girls Are Easy where he's just touching her with multicolor paint. No. Yes. yes. And there's a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then they're like jumping together in the middle right. with like a waterfall and yeah. One how they do it in Lost Boys is a lot of scarfs. So right. Like yeah. A lot of scarf wind. work. A lot of wind. Yeah. I mean, it's like I yeah. get it. I can read a lot of mullets. <laughs> I saw Val Kilmer. I'm going to bring it back to uh, David Burney, sort of. I saw Val Kilmer in a one-man show where he played Mark Twain. Oh. Yeah. It was one of the harder things that I've had to watch. And when he talks about magnolias, they had someone spraying magnolia in the back of the theater in front oh, of a giant... God fan so that it would like gust forward so that everyone could get like you know that full experience oh magnolia is quite a strong smell as well yeah oh i he was great in the postman always rings twice we, it was, i enjoyed it, was, it. it, was, yeah, it, was, it was well listen it wasn't quite what we were expecting <laughs> yeah and, and being that close to like this stage <laughs> i was uncomfortable Anyhow, walked out of that theater, making it like we're changed now. This is, I mean, honestly, I was like, I don't need to see another play ever again. I don't think you walked in naive and young and bright eyed. (laughs) You walked out changed. I mean, Megan and I have had some really harrowing theatrical experiences that was one of them seeing the woman in black in london that's was another. so good but it's so scary so i honestly it was so scary like megan and i are like i'm so scared to go yeah to i sleep. thought that was and i watched so many scary things but i was i thought that was really scary but it's really good. good yeah high recommendation yeah. <laughs> um so okay sorry so going going back to this sorry we just derailed a lot but it's it's fun. I it's funny. I do like this episode. Yeah. And it's like it's got a lot of fun elements, but there's like not it because a lot of it's focused on Lee and Jessica and their relationship. But I I don't know about you guys, but I just this episode kind of blew by. Like it's really fast paced and you know, and then there's a lot of incidents so like there's the thing in the party, then Jill's kidnapped, then or she has her accidents. It's like right. It's like in Phantom where there's the series of like catastrophes before the big catastrophe. Yeah, and like my only negative about this episode is that I think it's so sad that they killed Greta Olsen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that's sad too because she only was, (laughs) like you kind of forget she's in it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, there was another person. And now, and I hate the ones, I don't hate it as like a plot point, but it always makes me feel a bit sad that she was going to leave anyways. So nobody thinks to look for her. And that feels really oh, dark. Yeah. Right, cause they thought she was gone. So they like, I don't know. It was, <laughs> that, that's my only, also it's like rewatching it now. It's like, Lee is just coming in too hot. And then at the later on, he's he was like, coming in too hot in the other episode. That's true. And he's like, oh, maybe I like move too fast. And I was like, you've been moving too fast this like entire time. He just runs really hot. Well, and part part of me was like, why is he asking her to move in with him? Like right away. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe if you're sort of older and you've already been married and you've got, you know, you don't have time to be messing around. Like, you're just like, listen, you're either here or you're not here. And Jessica was like, then I'm not here. (laughs) They're like going to exchange recipes. She's like, once I think I've got it right, I'll call you. It's like, do not visit me. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, did she invite him? And then it's like, no, no, no. Absolutely. Conversation on the phone at a distance. Although I will say there was something that happened, a costume change that happened in this episode that made me think that 
yeah, maybe she doesn't want anything serious, but maybe something casual would be okay, <laughs> which is where she has been dressed in gray che- uh, beige chinos and beige sweaters, like the entirety of the episode from the start to sort of minute 45. And she leaves a scene in beige chinos and a beige sweater and her thing and walks back in in the next scene in jeans and a flannel button-up shirt like she oh, lives and works on a ranch okay this is very like high school musical too yeah where they go into the bathroom and come out in different right outfits. she's embraced the life that's what i'm saying and so something some <laughs> incident that we didn't see that happened off screen occurred where all of a sudden maybe ranch lifestyle isn't looking so bad no and it sounded like i thought they mentioned that he'd made his money through real estate investment didn't someone mention that well he didn't make his money from the ranch because he kept saying the business and mentioning tucson so this guy's obviously loaded i mean he has a million dollars in his safe one he has a million dollars in his safe and yeah so he went out bought jessica some ranch gear and then was like listen he's like maybe i won't come to visit but while you're here she's like okay yeah, yeah. win in Rome, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it felt like the optics of it were. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing because, like, I'm not like I like chili. I think it's good, but I wouldn't <laughs> say it's like my top favorite food. And that, like, they were gonna fly an hour and a half to go get chili. I was like, that might be too long for chili i mean you never had that chili though you're right you're right and i do like chili i just was like well right because if you're gonna be flown somewhere for a date like the (laughs) thing you want to hear is i'm gonna fly you to paris or i'm gonna fly you to london or new york or something like kind of I'm going to fly you to the cheapest meal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, but it was sweet because he's like trying to, listen, in the episode, he seems like a nice guy and he is annoyed at his daughter-in-law and she is, as it turns out, a total monster. So he was kind of right about that. But he's very forgiving of both the kids. You know, he's trying, he's trying his best to like. Yeah, and maybe he like, although he calls her, an airhead but that's after well after she's dead right? mm. but <laughs> allegedly but i liked when he we well, speaking frank to jessica at that point isn't he he says that dell and jill were a couple of never was with holes in their pocket going nowhere when they were living in chicago that is but then he's kind of right i mean dell is not great He's useless. He's useless. Like he can't even yeah. tell his wife he wants a divorce. Yeah, that is wild. <laughs> he wanted Francesca to tell her that the marriage was evil. <laughs> that was that made me laugh out loud. I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll know when Mark arranges for a psychic to come over and tell us that her marriage is evil. I'll be like, Mark, <laughs> do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> marriage is evil oh that was that was quite funny and look but that felt like a very dell plan like he'd obviously not really thought it through right. not really you know like he'd gone out of his way to not do work yeah so it's yeah. like that yeah perfect that lines up and it's like you think you meant to be so coming <laughs> well, I think at the beginning you meant to think he's kind of nice because he likes Jessica and stuff but then he's like, so he seems nice but I just found him like a really annoying he had a booty too here's the trouble Glennis I'm not going to say he doesn't have a booty but he had the benefit of wearing jeans and I think sometimes the men in these episodes are put in these blousy trousers and it I don't think I haven't noticed it's not that great for if they have a great butt, how are we supposed uh-huh. to know? That's true. That's what I'm saying. Unless they're wearing those um, khakis that Glennis loved from Lady <laughs> in the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> or those khaki shorts that they made the, the priest from uh, MASH. <laughs> hey, 
Yeah. I think you're the only one. Like They panned to his butt and he was wearing a blue tucked in shirt and then like these like high-waisted jeans and his booty looked huge kind of cute he just he had a like a touch of a mullet like you know and he was also dopey like they made the character yeah no and that's not that's like not his yeah they made him no (sighs) it's not his fault i mean i think um honestly the bit where they're doing the it's not a seance it's like when he's reading yeah at the show <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> it made me laugh out loud when he's like watch out you'll fall and, yes. goes, Aisha, and she goes help me if you were at that thing you'd be like this is the silliest thing i've ever seen in my entire life and everybody's just like i think jessica's just concerned that people are buying it right but, yeah um <laughs> sorry that did make me laugh um okay. should we do the beats maybe or did anyone have anything else to yeah we can do the beats yeah glennis is fuming about it okay <laughs> I, I can't remember who i guessed to be honest i wrote it down don't worry uh, yeah I, I think i know too all right so thunder weather he wasn't involved in the murder but I said sunshine because that's what Lee's <laughs> trying to convince Jessica's so great about Arizona. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Listen, there's a couple of creative ones in here. I'm not sure. Um, secret doors, closet hiding. No. I mean, I guess Jill hides somewhere, but. Oh, yeah. Where right does now. she hide? I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> Where doesn't she hide? More like it. <laughs> Just still in that telephone booth in front of the <laughs> gas station. Uh, poisoning or bludgeoning? Okay, so Greta is the one who's actually killed. We don't know how she was yeah, killed. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, did we know how she died? No. Her, her body ends up in the car crash, but I don't think that we ever find out what okay. happened to her, which dark. is grim. It's really dark. Phone wire cut? No. She shaking. I said no. Did anybody? No, no, no. There was no shaking. I don't no. think so. Okay, window peep. I said they're peeping at uh, Francesco through the window of the house as his helicopter is landing. Okay. Although I do think Lee does go outside, but um and then a glennis shoulder peep and then loads of shoulder peeping that was um yeah just a lot of like a whole scene of just people <laughs> peeping at each other um, <laughs> a lot of knowing looks um <laughs> fake name id francesco is leonard stiegler right okay. um the fuzz slash cop quirk is Lieutenant Turner, and he didn't really have a cop quirk. I mean, he just had a cowboy hat. He's hardly just in that the episode. Ten gallon That's what hat. I was gonna say. Like, uh, he's like hat. barely around. Yeah, that was quirky enough for me. Ten gallon hat speaks a thousand words. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Uh, cop chemistry? No. Businessy business? I said psychics. I feel like we learned a yeah. bit about the psychic biz. He gets and, um, cow heads or cattle heads. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ranch, <laughs> cow ranch, cattle ranch. It's not right. None of it's Ranching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call right. them, right, Ashley? You go, oh, I love being here on the cow ranch. You're like, oh. <laughs> good old time at the cow ranch yeah the cow ranch um (laughs) like they're like do you mean cattle ranch or dairy farm no 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 cow cow cows live there um so aj nothing but a number this is interesting so we've got um uh lee is sorry where is lee sorry he's at the, sorry not lee De- dell so dell is 32 okay 
uh, the lady that played his wife, Jill, is 35. And okay. Kit, or Catherine, is 34. Okay, that's fine. They're all about the same age. So Catherine's husband is Ben. He's 49. So that's okay. 15 years. I actually think I thought she was younger than that. She looked very young to me, that lady that played Kit. So when the guy turns up that's her husband, I was like, there must be a 25-year age. <laughs> um, so Francesco is 50. So he's 15 years older than Jill. So that is a bit of an age difference there. Um, another thing I was going to say about all of this is... <laughs> God, I found this so confusing. So Lee's real name, the actress' real name is Dale. His son in this episode is called Dell. <laughs> <laughs> then the girl that plays Catherine Arden, Melody Anderson, is best known for playing Dell Arden in Flash Gordon. And honestly, I was like, there's too many Dales and Dells. I'm getting yeah. a bit muddled here. <laughs> and Gordon, Flash Gordon and Goddard or whatever. Oh, yeah. Complicated. Honestly, I was yeah. like, Sometimes the, anyways, I'm not saying they did that on purpose, but it was, I found it confusing. Um, okay. The Venn so, diagram is, is the overlap. <laughs> well, I was like, that's so weird that they would call the son Dale and the father Dale. And then I was like, wait, no, Dale is his real name. It's right. Lee. <laughs> oh God. Um, so smooches surprisingly no. Yeah. So much infidelity and no smooching. Bit of a shame there. Um, familial ties. Lee is Frank's old Air Force buddy, so not like a direct tie. Um, Ike's close head shake. We didn't have a closed eye, but we absolutely had a head shake. Yeah. She was like, yeah, mm. wide open, eyes wide open. I mean, Jill was bad. I mean, right, like, really bad. Well, and just like, ugh, I don't know. Um, okay, so here we go. Fave outfit. Uh, Ashley, why don't you start us off with fave outfit? Okay. You can do worst outfit too, if you want to. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. So I think for like a non-JB outfit, I did like Jill's orange top and black riding pants and leather gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought it just looked really chic. And then, she, you know, she stormed off on her horse and it was all very um, <laughs> romantic. You know, it's funny, Ashley, is I was, uh, just to add to your point. Yeah. Is I, when she came out dressed like that, I was like, mm, I don't know. But then when yeah. she got on that horse, mm-hmm. I was like, that looks fantastic. Like, right. That. I yeah, was like, am I right. writing down Halloween colors? Like, <laughs> but it's working for her. She looks great. Yeah, she did look good. Um, I think we talked about the JB outfits. I love that teal silk robe she had. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that nice. was one of my favorites. Um, and then worst outfit, I have to say, um, Lee's black leather vest really wasn't for me. Um, it felt a bit much. If that was someone's favorite outfit, I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, but I think he was wearing a bolo tie with that outfit. And the bolo I really ties. Love. Yeah, the bolo ties actually seemed okay. It was just that just very like I think it was too big. I don't yeah. know. It was like cut too big. And then the the cops had at the end, but really I didn't. There weren't any outfits that screamed like bad to me. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Glennis. What do you think? Glennis has Glennis feels the opposite. Yeah, I guess into <laughs> leather. I, I that was actually my favorite outfit. Um, no, I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't actually note down any least favorites because, like, mm-hmm. even the ones it was so confusing to me. Because again, I mentioned this earlier. Jessica's like all beige outfit with like a paisley necktie. I wanted to hate it on paper. I would have hated it, but like in reality, I didn't. But my favorite was definitely the teal like dressing gown as well. I and I I didn't hate the like purple. And like, I don't know, it had like a bright pink, like under hue to it, peplum dress that I think mm-hmm. Catherine wore at one of the parties. And I thought, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was, it was nice for the time. Wouldn't wear it now. Um, and that's it. Oh, and I did say Jill's riding outfit as yeah. well. But Megan, what do you think? I actually really liked that purple dress. I, I thought, aside from, yes, I thought JB's outfits were all really good in it. And yeah, I, but I thought that purple dress looked like fun and cute. 
And then I really like the denim work in this episode. But yeah, I didn't really have a negative, I feel like. No, I agree. I didn't really hate anything. I love when they embrace the locale and the mm-hmm. uh, the costuming like gently reflects where they are. Um, but yeah, and I agree. I thought um, Kit's outfits were all very cute. I I know what you mean about the leather vest, Ashley. I I liked that they were had him in leather to offset the sun being in denim so that it wasn't so much denim all the time. But I know what you mean. It, it, it's hard to be like a 60 plus year old man in a, in a leather, a full blown <laughs> leather vest. But I, I, I put my favorite, I'd like JB's black and white blouse at the party. But actually I think my favorite was Lee's denim jacket. And it had this like beige suede lapel to the top yes. of it. That yeah. thought looked really nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think you could do a day of work on a ranch with a jacket like that. Right, <laughs> right, it's, yeah. like, it's dry clean only, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give an honorable mention. I kind of like um, Lisa's outfit at the airport. Like her escape yeah. outfit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She, you know, and that could have gone really badly wrong, her outfits, but she always looked uh, pretty pulled together. Um, yeah. Okay. Biggest hunk. Glynis? Oh, go back through the list. Do you want someone else to go first? Yes. Okay, Megan, you go first. I mean, I might go Francesco, but I thought the cop was kind of cute too, but no, I'm going to go Francesco. Okay, Glennis. I'm gonna go Melody Anderson. I thought she was. Pretty. Yeah, she was really pretty. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I that's yeah. Ashley, what do you think? I mean, I kind of thought Dell was cute. I know yeah. his personality, and he just wasn't much of a motivated individual. But I still thought he was cute. I put Francesco question mark because <laughs> like I didn't want to but I did find myself thinking he's, he's sort of a handsome guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can be talked I got it when she was running away with him at the end I was like I understand right. <laughs> like, I get what's happening here but you're right the other two were good looking I mean yeah the lady um, that played Kit is very, very, very good looking. So, um, okay, J.B. Burns. Megan, do you want to start us off with J.B. Burns? Let me look at my notes really quick. Um, gosh, I, di- I didn't really have, maybe I didn't really have any. I mean, I, I guess mostly just when she like is like annoyed with him at the reading, at the psychic reading, but... I- no, you know what? Gosh, I, I don't think I really had any. And I didn't really have like, I mean, okay. Lee's burns against his daughter-in-law were like, we've already talked about, but yeah. But I'm not, yeah, I don't. Sorry, so lame. Okay. No, no, it's okay. Ashley, what do you um, think? She did her one of her usual little, I think it's like a, it's just a slight judgment where Lee was making a drink and I don't, like when she had first arrived. Mm. and he, she said it's a little yes. early for oh, me yes. and she I just does. love when she does, that. she does it consistently she's just not a big drinker and uh, but she did drink sherry yeah. which I was like have I ever tasted sherry I'm not sure right? <laughs> and sherry's fortified like <laughs> it's like plenty strong yeah. um and then the other thing the one the one quote I did write down was that Ben Kit's husband I felt was so creepy in the funeral home and he goes at least Kit was here and she was able to give you comfort in a time of crisis and he's staring but so creepy anyway that was just one of the lines where I was like give me chills <laughs> I did that guy was such a creep I was like waiting for that to have a little more of a conclusion me too. To it, oh it, you know what just... I did have a line that made me laugh in the beginning Kit like or like sends him off and she's like that's the only way you can deal with Capricorn Glynis <laughs> 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 what do you think 
Yeah, I didn't really write down much, but I did write down that like the comments about the star signs were pretty good. Like just that whole, I mean, it was only yeah. 30 seconds, but like, oh, and like he's a Capricorn and I'm a, what was she like a, a Virgo? And she's like, oh, and that's a true Capricorn. And like, well, and like, I thought that that was like playful and fun. And I liked that. It wasn't her. I, yeah. I liked all the stuff. I mean, I sort of, the astrology stuff was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, I've said the thing that Lee said about his son, which was tough. Um, Lee refers to uh, Jill as being nutty as ever. Um, Del says, my marriage was garbage. <laughs> Those were, I mean, they're not birds, but they're just sort of like kind they're of rough. brutal statements of fact. <laughs> and Francesca says, you give off bad vibrations, Mrs. Fletcher, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Um, okay. Favorite guest star. Uh, Ashley, why don't you start us off with favorite guest star? I think I'm going to go uh, Francesco, David Burney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quite captivating. Glynis, what do you think? I still, I liked Catherine. Um... Aaron? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I don't know her, but I thought that, I don't know, I just, every time she was on the screen, it, I, I liked her. You should see Flash Gordon then, because she's the main heroine. Ah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's great. Uh, Megan, what do you think? Who's your favorite yeah, guest star? Francesca. Yeah, mine was Francesca too. I thought he was great. Um, okay, Glynis's guess. So, uh, well, again, land back in person, you know, I, I look, I'm a creature of habit. I like my comforts. And when I pick someone, they can fit yeah. all my requirements. <laughs> um, guest star, yeah. murderer. So, yeah, so I thought it was Catherine Aaron. Also known as Mickey Rooney, right, Glennis? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can see how you got there because when she shows up in her car and she's like, oh, I've not seen her, you're like, oh, that seems a little bit suspicious. But, well, it's just like so around in the beginning and like just kind of there and didn't really seem like she was super necessary and so then and apart from um david bernie i mean i'm trying to think of when flash gordon would have come out but like she might have been kind of a big deal that she was on this show i mean i don't really know um okay so that was glennis's guess do we have any other comments we want to make before we go into fave moment overall ranking so megan why don't you start us off so i do really like when she solves it by figuring out that it's go to dentist and not go to dentist but i think my favorite part is that whole like party scene and i'm gonna like i said earlier my only kind of knock against it is that like it's pretty sad that they would just kill this woman and no one knew she was gone Mm. oh god so i might say seven seven okay uh ashley what do you think um i don't know i really liked it i think the party moment would probably be one of my favorite moments too i just like francesco just Mm -hmm. like his whole spiel i didn't like that he invaded jessica's privacy with guessing about that locket and making it <laughs> no. <that way>. no. <laughs> um but i actually really like this episode and i really like the twist of it and i actually would give it a nine right okay yeah glennis what do you think um i would give it a seven I mean, I thought it was interesting and I, I liked the outfits and, and the twists and turns were pretty good. I just, I, some parts that I felt like were a little overly complicated and, um, but yeah. And then my favorite moment is a, like Megan, the, the party scene, but specifically all the talk about astrology was <laughs> super entertaining. 
my favorite scene was also the party yeah i think that's right i think anytime there's a party on the show it just seems Mm -hmm. like a lot of fun so um and i would probably give this i mean i think i'd probably give it like a really strong seven Mm. yeah i always go i'm always never sure if i'm going too low um but i really like it i do prefer the dixie damsel Mm-hmm. Only because I like all the like old pals, but mm-hmm. I do really like. Oh, sorry, but I do really like this one. Um, so yeah, I. But yeah, I, I definitely a totally enjoyable episode. And yeah, I like that it's written by two people that didn't read because <laughs> it does feel like so random. But um, yeah, I love that it involves a psychic. I think I just said in the last one that I wish stuff involved more paranormal things. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm into it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's all from us for this one. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening and for following us at Cabin Coverage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I promise to start <laughs> <this> every week. <laughs> I promise to start posting stuff on the Twitter and Instagram account. Um, and yeah, and we hope you'll listen again next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.